Welcome to Rock That Relationship, a podcast about all things relationship with Corey and Tracy. Now let's get real and start creating relationships that rock. Welcome to Rock That Relationship. We're back with season two where we're talking about breakups. And again, we have been having some amazing conversations along the way about all different kinds of things as you might be navigating a breakup. This episode today, we're going to be talking about breakup truisms. It's the, well, relatively helpful advice that other people give you when they're feeling uncomfortable or not that they can, you know, maybe they can't help you as you're, as you're struggling with a, maybe a new breakup or even a breakup that's been, you know, a while going and they just kind of don't know what to say. Um, but usually well-intentioned, but uh, they come off as these uh, pieces of advice that we call breakup truism. So Tracy and I are going to spend some time this episode talking about what some of these are. Are they helpful? Are they not? What kinds of things can we glean from them? So without further ado, Tracy, I'm going to bring us into our very first set of breakup truisms we can talk about today. So right. th- this is one of my my favorites, right? The it just takes time truisms, right? This idea like, Mm -hmm. you know, you just sit with yourself for a year and just take time for yourself before you go back out there or time heals all wounds or you'll eventually get over it. It just takes time. Um, We've heard all different kinds of variations of that. What are you, what are your thoughts and experiences with this truism? Have you heard it? Does it work? Oh, I've heard it. I've heard it. (laughs) And I don't, I don't like it. I mean, (laughs) And I I push back now because I say it's not just time, right? It will take time, but it also takes intention. And I think that it is well-meaning. People are just trying to help you. But the reality is you can't heal a broken heart with time. I I just don't believe that. Yes, time can diminish the pain of it, but it's not going to heal it, right? Like if you're not really thinking about it, processing it, talking about it, going to therapy about it, your what time is just going to change that. Like, I don't get it. it. It, I understand that people are trying to be helpful, but I don't think it's helpful. I think it's really just adds to the sadness of it all. Well, I mean, if you think about it, someone says to you, if you're hurting right now and it's like two days after breakup and they say, well, you know, in a year you'll feel better. I mean, that doesn't make me feel better because now I know right. that I have a whole year that I'm just going to feel terrible. Um, well, exactly. Because how does that, what time anyway? Like, what does that mean? Do, like, you know how there's that whole thing about, what is it? Like, oh, you're going to take half the time that the relationship was to heal. So if it was a year, it's going to be six months to heal or whatever, but as we've talked about before, it's like each minute of each hour of each day is like excruciating, right? So it's like, yeah, you don't want to think that you have to look ahead an entire year. Right, exactly. Well, and, you know, I agree with you in, in the part about the intention specifically. You know, I do think time does diminish the pain, right? Because you end up getting into new habits, you end up getting, you know, kind of new pieces of joy, things you you sort of forget, right? As you move away, you forget a little bit. So that there's an amnesia effect that helps with that. But without mm-hmm. intention, I, I think that it takes longer. I think it can. I mean, intention where you're really like confronting those feelings and you're really trying to make meaning of what might have happened and try to put closer 
closure on something, I think that can help the process in addition to this amnesia effect with time. So I think they work hand in hand, but I don't think a time alone will heal all wounds. No, did you know there's an Emily Dickinson poem about that? Oh, is there really? What, do you know what they it's called? They say that time, well, yes, I used to know it by heart. I don't know if I know, it, but they say that time assuages, time never did assuage, and actual suffering strengthens as sinews do with age. Oh, we talked about this poem once because we had a disagreement about it, but you know, like that's the thing she's saying, in my opinion, like it's, it's not, it's not time, right? It's, it, it really, if time like heals it, then maybe it wasn't there. Time will, yes, take the edges off, but I, I just, I don't agree that it heals it. I'm just, I'm, I'm on the side that it doesn't. All right. And I'm on the middle side, right? Or the, I guess it's our middle side. Is that even a thing? I'm on the part where time does diminish the pain, but intention certainly helps heal the wounds. So let's move on to the next sort of set of truisms. Um, this is another one I know I've heard a lot. The just move on the truism, right? Like somebody else thinks that you've had enough time to process and that it's time for you to get back out there or to let it go or to just move on, right? Maybe somebody's done hearing you talk about it, or maybe they just think, hey, when I had a breakup after three months, I was fine. You should be fine too. What is it about the move on truisms that rings true for you? Nothing. It makes me want to pun- punch the other person in the face or tear tear my own hair out. I don't think it's so. Cool. A little bit of a reaction. I, yeah, I actually had a reaction when you said it. I got really angry. It made me really angry because yeah. why? I mean, I get it. Okay, if somebody breaks up with you, or if you're the breaker upper, but I don't like to think that. Like, yeah, okay, you do have to move on, but it's not just move on, right? just move on, let it go. Just, I mean, that diminishes the entire thing. I think I was listening to a book about heartbreak and how we don't really give it the, like, you know, the, the respect it deserves that if you're going to go, go all in with a person, if you're like, I love you, I want to be with you and all that, you can't just turn that off. You know, you can't just move on, let go. Like that seems very, it's actually enraging to me, you know, it, it's, it's so upsetting. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I should just turn it off. Oh, okay. Like turning off the lights, you know, like that's right. not how emotions work. And I think, you know, when you're younger, um, in fact, I've seen this really up close and personal because I've been hanging around a lot of people in their twenties and they do, that's a, they move on more quickly. Right. But as you age, you, it's not such an easy deal and you no longer want to go through that, you know, time after time again. And you want to take the time, I think, to sit and actually process what happened, how you could do better in the future or how you may avoid, you know, getting into this kind of situation. So yeah, that really, that really irks me, that one. Well, you you know, and as you're talking, there's two things I'm picking up. One is like having someone actually say this to you, I do find offensive, right? Well, like move on, but you're moving from what or letting it go. What actually are you letting go? Like the emotions, the relationship, the memories. I think it it is a little bit, uh, you know, just kind of flippant when someone just says, oh, let it go. Um, but I right. think if I were to say this to myself, like I want to actually move through the process of breakup and I'm saying this truism to myself, I need to let it go. 
What does that actually look like? And I don't know what that looks like. I don't know. I know what, what it, it looks like, like, Corey, because you remember when you were letting something go, you saw that Elsa doll in someone's garage. That's you true. saw like, you kept getting these signs of let it go. <laughs> like you actually saw like a life, was it life size? It was like, like a life size. Yeah, it was, it was a life size yeah. Elsa doll. Uh, remember yeah. that? Yeah, I like do remember that. Staring so, okay. at you from someone's open garage. <laughs> I mean, is there a better sign than that? And I think true. you also saw something else really weird, like let it go in writing or something. Like I did. That that is true. So I've had the message come to me, but internalizing it and saying, what does that actually look like? That's been the really hard part is what does it mm-hmm. mean to let go? And then the kind of pressure I was putting on myself, like, am I not letting it go fast enough? Am I not letting it go wholeheartedly enough? What am I not letting go? What am I still holding on to? And then it's creating this like sense of anxiety about what does it actually mean to let it go? Um, and so, yeah, I, I do remember it's that. It's also doll. It was very scary, actually. Yeah, there were a couple things that happened, but that's the thing about like, okay, so somebody like you versus somebody like me, what you just said, like, am I not doing it fast enough? Am I doing this? I mean, you went through a whole process, right? Like of things to do, like, which we need to write up as a checklist. Like it's very good and really helpful, but it's like, yeah, it puts pressure on to say, what does that mean? And I just don't agree with that. I don't agree with letting people go. I'm, I guess I'm just yeah. not like that again. I am so romantic and I really like to process stuff. I really like to talk about stuff. And I don't like to let people go out of my life unless it's really a horrible situation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and for me, I struggle with the, just what does it even mean to let it go? And I had someone tell me recently, I've had two people actually tell me recently that, um, that they, one of the things that they know about me or have noticed about me is that I love really hard. Like I love really deep and I love really hard. That's not just partners, it's family, it's friends. Like I'm all in, but Mm -hmm. when I get hurt, I get hurt like at a level at which is almost incomprehensible to some people who might not let themselves love to the depth that I go. And I've been told this over and over. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so my, my heartbreak is, is commensurate to the, to the depth of the love that I put in. And so, and it's not that other people don't put that in. It's just that people say, wow, I can't believe you just love so hard. And so when I let it go, I mean, there's a lot to unpack with that. Like, you know, I have to not only like try to figure out how to move on, but also try to figure out how to move on without being guarded in the next way so that I'm not right. so protective of my heart. And again, love hard again. So kind of an interesting thing. All right, let's move on to the next one here. Let's go to the uh, the distract yourself truisms. These are the, um, you just need to stay busy, find a new hobby. Didn't you always want to play dot, dot, dot like you, Tracy? Didn't you always want to play pickleball more? Um you know, for me, you know, this was, this was even a truism I said to myself, like, oh, just stay busy and you won't even think about it. And, you know, here I am with like piles full of old Legos from my childhood building, you know, something every single night with my Legos, you know, thinking this is going to get me through this heartbreak is my Legos, you know, and my Legos did not get me through my heartbreak. But um, so what, what about you? Does staying busy but, help? Yes, it helps. That's what I was going to say. The Legos helped you, right? I it, mean, yeah. It helps. It doesn't take it away, but it helps. And that's the thing is that we need to be distracted, especially if the breakup wasn't our choice. What are we going to do? Go insane. I mean, seriously, like go insane. And you know, what I recently did was something, get a puppy. And um, that still as much as work that is, it's not, it actually hasn't distracted me. So yeah, 
I mean, it's better than just sitting there, right? Boo-hoo, crying in your bed. It definitely feels better to be busy. And I think that that's part of intention is like, if you don't have a choice in the matter, you have to move on with your life. And part of that is that, you know, but my best friend always says that to me, just stay busy. That's what I do. Stay busy. And there is a lot. I think that that is one of the better ones, even though it's annoying. It doesn't raise the anger in me that, that let it go does, (laughs) you know, because it actually does help. Right. It really does. Like I've done some volunteer, you know, lawyer stuff and things like that, where you you're around people that really, I think if you're talking about that, like, people who are in a worse off situation than you are that helps too right so not only are you busy but you're also busy doing something where you're seeing uh somebody that's got it worse than you and you know comparing is despairing of course but in the world there are things that are worse and it does feel good to actually help those people so by alleviating some of their suffering you're alleviating yours i mean i did throw myself into pickleball And then I have to also pull back and say, what am I spending all this time for? Like, am I going to become a pickleball champion? No. Am I going to be on the retirement circuit? No. Am I, you know what I mean? So it's like, how much are you, and are you not thinking? But I would get done with pickleball and then I would get in my car and drive home in the dark and hear a sad song and I'd be exactly back where I was before, you know? Right, right. So So the idea of staying busy can distract you while it's happening, but the quiet times, right? The quiet in-betweens don't necessarily feel better they don't change there's less of them but I do think that it's the quality of what you're doing so if you are going to stay busy it truly I really do think helping others you know like it it changes your like perspective I think that that so if you are going to stay busy have it be something that's either something that you want to do forever and you really are going to like become you know a champion of something or that you're helping people I mean do both right fill up all your time if you need to fill up your time because it is it's not like it goes away when you're in your car, you're still thinking about it. When you're in your shower, you finally lay down in your bed, you know, you're still thinking about it. Right. Right. Well, and I think the other thing too, is as you're saying about staying busy, you know, it is distracting. Um, and, but it's also helpful to help others through your, your busyness. But also the, the thing that really helped me was that it wasn't just the staying busy. It wasn't filling my, what I say, my dance card. It was mostly the fact that I, went, got out there and met new people. So I forged mm-hmm. new connections. So I, I didn't just fill my time, but I filled my heart with new people that right. mattered to me. Right. And so I was busy. Not only was I just busy doing something, I was busy making new friends and finding connection. And so that for me, well, was something that really worked. And, you know, that's, again, we've talked about this before, but that was the genesis of this podcast was our are nonstop walking and we were in mm-hmm. different positions where mm-hmm. I was in a relationship and you were out of one. And now I've been out of one and you're in one. And, you know, the other person is helping the sad one, you know, right. like we need it and it, we're having to hike while we do it. So it's great for us. You know, mm-hmm. it, it fills two things, right? We're all about feeding multiple birds with one scone like we just mm-hmm. keep doing 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 right it, it helps but yes. and I love the fact that you're feeding birds scones 
exactly. I'm not, not throwing scones. rocks at them like yes, some people scones. do. <laughs> exactly. All right, cool. Let's, well, it exactly. seems like that's a truism. We both, you know, sort of have, see that definitely has some merit to it. What about this one? The you are better off truisms. Like the, you can do better than that person. Or I, oh, this is my favorite. I never liked that person anyway. Or you deserve better. Um, have you heard any of those before? And like, what is your reaction to those? Yes, I have heard them. And it depends on the relationship I just got out of. Sometimes it does infuriate me. And it also makes me sad because, you know, I think here's one thing. I don't know if we have it, if this ties in, but it's like, you need to get angry. You need to be angry, you know? So it's kind of that thing like, oh, that person was no good for you anyway. Be angry. And I just, if I loved someone, if I was with someone, then why do I want to feel that way? I don't know. I, I have really conflicting feelings about that. I mean, I've been angry a lot in my life. So it's not like I'm, you know, not been an angry person, but it's like, if I really love someone, I just don't have those feelings, you know? So it's hard to say when someone says that to me, it's really hurtful. Right. You know, right. well, and I, you know, I've had people say, you know, for various, various people, not even just breakups with partners, but even like friends I'm no longer friends with are just people. Well, I never really liked that person. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, well, you never said anything to me. And um, <clears throat> it's like, oh, well, yeah, I just, I, I mean, I figured that you were friends with them or I figured you were dating them or I figured you, you know, hanging out with them or working with them on a project that you liked them. So I never wanted to say anything, but you know, I didn't like them. So you're better off now because I didn't like them. So therefore you shouldn't like them. And therefore it's okay to be upset. Um, and I, and I think that's really interesting or, you, you know, that you deserve better, which is a little bit less harsh than that, which is, you know, usually it's not, you deserve better because the person was not good, but you know, maybe you deserve better because the way that person treated you is not really right. ideal treatment. And, yeah. More of like their behaviors, not who they are. Someone Devin to me is a little bit less offensive. Um, and sometimes I say to myself, I deserve better. Right. But, um, I think coming from someone else, this is the, these, this is one that really gets under my skin is, you know, this kind of idea that someone else can judge what I need and the, and my judgment, mm-hmm. like, like I clearly was, if I would say I was in a relationship with someone, I clearly loved that person. So what does it say about my judgment when you say like, you can do better? Um, right. Says, well, you're a terrible picker at people to date or to be friends with or right. work with or whatever. And so that to me, this one kind of, you know, gets to me a little bit just because I think, again, it's well-intentioned. Like I'm right there with you. You're a great right. person and they're not, but really what it's right. saying to me is you're really bad at picking people to be around. Well, yes, and it is well-intentioned, but it's also that it's um, sort of black and white thinking. Like people are complex, right? And it, it's really, it is unfair also because when we're in relationships, we kind of bitch to our friends about things we're unhappy about. And so, you know, they get like a a, a, a less well-rounded view of the person, right? And relationships are so complex that it really is true. It's hard to say one, unless there's like serious abuse and like a psycho or something, you know what I mean? That it's hard to say like it's all one person or whatever. It's like so many moving parts have to go together that, you know, I have heard that and it, it does. It makes me, I guess, more sad, you know, I get it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here's something like when people say these things to you, you can say, you know, I really appreciate your intention, but that actually makes me kind of feel worse. You know, like I told you what I had to say to my friend who was kind of diminishing 
my relationship to try and help me move on. And I wrote her a really long text and I was like, look, that actually doesn't help me. It really actually hurts me. And it's not going to help me move on faster. In fact, you know, probably make me more resistant and it's just making me, it's hurting me. It's like adding additional hurt, Mm -hmm. you know, like I know it's annoying to hear me whine and cry and the same thing for months on end, but that will end if I'm allowed to have my process, you know? Right, right. Exactly. Well, let's flip it around then. You know, the, the opposite of the, you can do better kind of thing is the silver lining truisms. Like this is going to be a good thing for you in the long run, or, Hey, now you can focus on all the things you wanted to do. Like you like your career, you can spend more time and do that. Or, you know, this is a little bit less than about like hobbies and things like pickleball, but more like bigger things. Like now you can travel the world like you've been wanting to do. And I know the person you're with didn't want to travel or, you know, all this stuff. So this is a good thing. What what are your thoughts on that? I'm kind of conflicted on this one where I feel like, yes, that's true because it does kind of end up being true unless you really don't, you're just so incapacitated by grief or by whatever that you can't move on. Or, you know, like, I think for me, I'm able to do both, right? I can be sad and yet, okay, I have all this time now to do the things that I said I was going to do or wanted to do. And, you know, for me in this last six months, I've radically, I've done so many things different, got a new job, um, you know, I like really got competitive into pickleball and things like that. And you and I start a podcast and, you know, I'm starting to write my books and stuff like that. So, yeah, I do actually kind of agree with that one, but everything that you agree with still kind of cuts you, you know, what is that death by a thousand cuts? It's like, okay, that still hurts. But it's true, you know, and again, if it's not your choice and you just have to get on with life, you know, so it's kind of that stuff you talk about law of attraction or focusing on the positive, but you can't do anything about the situation. So you might as well focus on the positive, You might as well focus on the good things, you know? Right, right. Well, and I think for me, you know, I, I would rather hear this, right. Then I never liked that person or whatever it might be. That's mm-hmm. I definitely rather hear this, like, but I'd rather hear it more in the form of a question than a statement. Like, you know, now, you know, I mean, this is really difficult for you. This is really, you know, you're, you're really, ch- you know, a really challenging, tricky time. And I understand it's really hard. You know, are there things that maybe you wanted to do that you can do now that you weren't, you know, mm-hmm. pursuing before that, you know, and you're like, yeah, my, my ex didn't like to travel or my ex, you know, I spent all my time mm-hmm. that I never had a chance to write my book or whatever and, and have it more be like my discovery of that rather than someone saying, right. well, now this is a good thing. No, it's not a good thing. I'm right. heartbroken. It doesn't feel like a good thing. So I think for me, I think asking it in the form of a question, like, you know, I'm okay with someone saying, you know what, I know that this is really hard, but what might be some positive outcomes of this? I'm okay with that because I like looking at things from a positive lens. So for me, I think that's how I would want this to be framed. I like that. We should, that's really a good way to put it, right? They can still try and help you, but phrasing it that way to get you thinking, right? Because also something I did learn in my prior marriage that I did not put into place until after is, you know, you say things to people that makes them automatically defensive. And now you've lost, you know, you've lost what you've been trying to do if you put them on the defensive right away. Yeah. And and if you're not asking them, if you're just saying, get over it, get find this or look at the silver lining here, then you're like, I don't want to see. 
see the silver lining. I hate the silver lining. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Feels like a rain cloud. Don't you tell me yeah. what to do. But maybe if I were to say something like, you know, I've got a little bit more time on my hands than I had before. Maybe I'm going to focus on this one project that I've been wanting to do. And then I have the aha. I think that helps. All right, let's look well, at the- it's like reframing. Wait, it's reframing and then asking the person versus telling them, exactly. which I think that is so helpful. We need to preach that message and I need to learn it. I'm not saying I don't because I'm one of the first people to blurt out because I've said all kinds of crazy shit to you. Oh, crazy stuff to you like <laughs> get over it let's keep hiking um, right 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 you know, trying to be helpful but being a bossy jerk and like it's not it's well intentioned but I like that where you can say hey ask the person a question instead how how do you feel about having all this extra time what could you do with that you know yeah and that's very that's very cool and that could also fall under that other truism of like, you know, you've got like distract yourself, you know, that could mm-hmm. be instead of saying, stay busy, you say, you know, you have some time. Is there something that, you know, a hobby you've wanted to pick up or can I go with you? Or, Hey, you know, I know you've mm-hmm. mentioned to me before, you know, you've always wanted to try, you know, to play tennis and, and you right. know, I play tennis. Do you want to go play? Um, so those mm-hmm. kinds of things where you can, you can shift it, but the, yeah, the truisms themselves, that these are somehow magical bullets to like help you get over someone with just boom, just the flick of a switch, you know, it, it isn't necessarily true. Now let's get into the next, mm-hmm. the, the very last one here. And this one is, this one's probably one of the more common ones we hear, which is the find someone new truism. Mm. Uh, here's a couple of them. Uh, there are other fish in the sea. Um, and then this one too, the best way to get over someone is to get under someone like, uh, you know, literally put yourself out there, get back on the dating site, get back on the horse, like all those things, basically just get out there and find somebody new quickly. What are your thoughts on that? That makes me throw up. <laughs> I just got very faint. I feel very sick. I've heard that several times recently. And okay, again, in my 20s, I would have been like, exactly, let me get out there. And now I'm like, oh, nope, 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 nope. It sounds that to me sounds like an absolute nightmare. Because you're not processing, you're just trying to replace one thing with another, you know, it's, it's, I don't think it's healthy. Well, yeah. And, and the whole idea of this other, like there are other fish in the sea. I'm sad about my fish. Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. think about the fact that I'm swimming in a tank full of other fish. I'm sad about my fish and I need to be sad about my fish for a long time, however long it takes me. And then when I'm not sad anymore about my fish, I might notice other fish, but I'm not going to go just find other fish just so that I don't feel sad about my fish. And, you know, that's the part that that's, that's really hard because I think it's easy, right? When we look at compartmentalizing our feelings, we say, all right, I feel sad and hurt about this particular incident, right? Or this situation, this breakup, I'm going to sit that over in box A. Oh, look, look at that person over there. They seem nice. They're going to fill my time. They're going to distract me. They're, they're going right. to all these things. They're going to fill all these other truisms. And then I can have box B where I have all my feelings and emotions for them, but I've never dealt with box A. It's just still sitting there. So mm-hmm. for me, I don't want to go into box B without dealing with box A. I agree. And I'm not sure we should use the boxes in this particular example that could be construed in a certain way, but it is true. Like I've been told that so many times, just get over it. Just that uh, I can't even say it. The best way to get over someone is get under someone else. That is just nauseating to me. 
Yeah. It is yeah. nauseating to me. It just seems like now the worst advice on earth. Right. And well, and, and the question is, is it distracting? Yeah, probably a little bit in the short term. Is it, does it fill your time? Yeah, probably in the short term it does. And some people can, some people can move pretty quickly from one thing to another. And, you know, but again, I feel like I can't focus on moving on to someone new until I have processed what I, you know, what I was going through with the breakup. All right. So let's talk about some kind of real truisms, you know, those other ones are the, the issue with the, the, the truisms we talked about, you know, one is to what extent do they have merit in helping with a breakup? Right. But two, mm-hmm. is what is it like to receive those when someone tells you them as opposed to asking you or, or whatever? So there's two elements of truisms. One is, is it really helpful? And two, what's it like when someone says it to you, but let's look at these real truisms. These, some of these things that we know from our experiences that really have helped, Right. Um, and some of the things that we just need to keep in mind. And so, um, you know, this is, this is one that really hits with me is it'll probably suck at least for a while, mm-hmm. even if the breakup was ultimately a good thing, right? It's just going to, it's mm-hmm. just going to feel yucky. And um, I was listening to this, um, this uh, great uh, uh, podcast this morning, and it was talking about how, you know, this idea of pain is we do everything in our human power to alleviate pain um, and we will do whatever it takes. And so we'll move on. We'll distract ourselves. We'll try to whatever it is. But in the, in the end for me, it's like, I kind of have to feel that pain. I need to go through that pain. It's going to, I know that it's going to be painful, but it'll probably be less painful. And mm-hmm. as I intentionally do things to help, you know, and, and some of like those truisms, we talked about some of the merit behind those in helping with intention, right? Like this idea of finding hobbies, meeting new people and connections, um, you know, feeling all your feelings, those kind of things really do help with intention. And so, um, but understanding and, and acknowledging that it's going to hurt and it's going to hurt for a while and you're going to cry maybe, and you're going to complain to your friends and it may be for two weeks, it may be for two months and it may be for two years. I was in a healing circle after my one of my breakups and somebody was like, crying and they're there every week. It was my first time there. And she was like, you know, he left me and, and someone said, well, how long ago was that? And she said, eight years. How many? Eight. Eight. Wow. Eight years. And, I, you know, and my first instinct was, oh my gosh, I don't God. want to be there in eight years. I do not want to be in this healing circle in right. eight years. But the other part of me thought, well, this is her process. And if she's still crying in eight All years, right. she's got to go through her own process. And then when she's done crying, she's really going to be done crying. So um, mm-hmm. so that's, that's one. What, what about something for you? What's a truism that really is true for you? I think it just piggybacks on that one is you have to just feel everything, right? Like yeah. embrace the suck. That's usually about exercise, but I think it's about breakups too, especially if you're not the one who did the breakup, there is nothing you can do and you just have to feel your feelings about it. You know, I did go to mm-hmm. a rage room at one point and I found that very cathartic. But that was cathartic for 10 minutes, you know, or 20 minutes, however long we were in there. Um, You've got to feel what I just don't, I don't believe you should cut off your feelings to make other people comfortable or to, you know, follow some fake timeline, like Mm -hmm. just feel what you feel and start dating when you feel like you want to date, not when other people are telling you, people just love to tell you to go out and date, you know? So mm-hmm. I think you, you just have to do what feels right to you. And if you're not getting support from certain people, then find other people. You know what I mean? Find other ways to get support. Like you did a healing circle. You found a breakup coach. You 
I mean, you did all these things. They're out there. The podcasts, we both listened to all the podcasts. We listened to, um, you know, books on tape, like whatever we had to do to feel, to process that, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know I, six, eight months later, I'm still very, very much in pain, but I'm processing through it and it's helping me in many ways. Not that I would choose it ever. And I don't want to choose the silver lining situation, but we have to deal with what we get. We deal with the cards we're dealt in life and that's just it. And, you know, that's another thing for me. That's a truism is don't block it out. Don't use, um, you know, vegan ice cream. Don't use alcohol. Don't use drugs. Don't use, you know, stuff that's not going to be helpful. I don't want to wake up 20 pounds heavier and then have to work on that too. Like I'll just sit there and feel the horrible feelings. And then I call you or I text you and tell you how I'm feeling or text my best friend and tell her how I'm feeling, you know, all that stuff. Like it's an, it's just, I think it moves us along in the healthier way. Right. Right. Well, someone said, you know, remember, Oh, sorry. I was gonna say someone said to me early on to piggyback on that. Just feel it until it's all been felt. And you're the only one who's going to know when it's all been felt and no one else can tell you that you should be done feeling right now. Well, and remember like the eighties movies, like, uh, what was the, the big famous one saying almost fire. I mean, that's what I grew up with. Like, Oh, go with all your girlfriends and get drunk. I, I mean, maybe that's cool in your twenties, but it is not cool in your fifties, you know? And I don't think it's cool in your forties or your thirties and it doesn't (laughs) help. It really does not help. It's very temporary relief. Right, right. Well, and a lot of the things that people choose that are unproductive behaviors are things to mask the feeling, the feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Because, because mm-hmm. you know, as I said before, nobody wants to feel pain and we'll make that pain go away. And some people want it to go away quickly. Some people will move on to, to substitute so that they don't feel the pain. Some people will mask it and cover it up. And, um, and I, I'm not saying that you just like sit in a corner and, you know, for like six months and just, just feel sad and cry. Um, but at the same time, like, if you feel like you need to cry, cry. If you mm-hmm. feel like you need to be upset, be upset. Just if you feel like you're sad or hurt, or if you feel like you want to be reminiscent, this is the thing that confuses me. Like, what about the times like, you know, that I actually miss an ex and I pull out pictures and I miss them, um, you know, for, for me, you know, that's, that's totally different. Like I'm upset, mm-hmm. I'm sad, I'm whatever. And then I'm, I'm, I'm nostalgic, right. Then I'm nostalgic mm-hmm. and, and it's okay. All of those things are Okay. It's just, you feel it until it's all been felt. Um, and the other thing with that too, is that there's going to be setbacks and triggers and mm-hmm. relapses, right? It's like, you know, you're moving and chugging along and you're filling your time or you're, you've gotten into your pickleball or whatever. And then all of a sudden there's a post on social media or. Yeah. Or Facebook brings up your old memories and you're oh, like, yeah. oh my Lord, that's like, Yeah. Right. Slap in right. the face. Right. You know, well, or you're go- going through a drawer and you find an old favorite t-shirt. I mean, mm. there's all sorts of things that will be setbacks and guess what? It's okay to feel what you're feeling. So if you felt mm-hmm. like you had sort of moved on and then all of a sudden you're sad again and you're crying and you need to go back to the healing circle, guess what? Go back, do what you need to do. Feel it until it's all been felt. And just know that that, that pain will eventually go away. You know, hopefully that's the plan with a great deal of intention and with some time. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we, we are just about out of time, Tracy, yet another wonderful conversation about breakup truisms, what helps, what doesn't, at least in our mind. And I guess the bottom line is for all of you out there is you got to figure out what helps for you. What are your truisms? What, Mm -hmm. what are the things that you've been 
told that you think work? What are the things that you've been told that you're not a real fan of? And they may be different than ours, but the idea is that as you're going through a breakup is to sit and think, what are those truisms that really work for you? What are the ones that don't? And maybe that'll help you as you navigate through your own heartache. So thank you all for tuning in. We look forward to having you back for our next episode. And until then, go out there and rock those relationships. If you liked what you heard, check out our show notes for resources from today's episode. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Rock That Relationship and go to our website at rockthatrelationship.com for updated episodes and more great information. Thanks for listening. Now go rock those relationships.